Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I wanted to talk about the tools we use and the bad habits that they create. So one of my biggest concerns with the widespread use of frameworks and libraries is the bad habits that they create among the developer population, and in particular, the next generation of developers. Last week, I was having a conversation on Twitter, and I learned that adding an event listener on an event using, um, using an on attribute, like on click um, or on load or something like that, um, in React, that gets converted into event delegation under the hood. And I will um, drop a link to uh, my article on event delegation if you're not familiar with that or how it works. But for example, if you had button on click equals curly brackets, add task, um, and then, you know, just your button text and all that um, in React or in, in JSX. That gets converted when you compile everything into something that looks a little bit like um, button data on click equals add task. So you've got like a data attribute or some other unique selector on that button. And I'm not 100% sure what that output looks like because I don't really work with React, but then it also generates a um, like document add event listener uh, listening for click events. And you'll have a callback function that checks to see if the clicked item has that data on click equals add task. And if it does, it runs that add task method passing the clicked element into it. And, uh, you know, so you could have a bunch of these buttons and you're going to have just one event listener for all of them. But in your code, each one is going to have its own on click event on it in the JSX and then it gets compiled out into this this other system that's more performant. Um, and so React proponents will tell you that this is actually a good thing for developers um, because it it means you don't have to think about that. It abstracts that performance away and just takes care of it for you. Um, and a uh, uh, gentleman by the name of, and I'm going to butcher his last name, I'm so sorry, uh, Justin uh, Makeheeg explained to me, and Justin, I'm really sorry if you hear this, I'm so sorry I screwed up your last name. Um, but the he, you know, he said, the whole point is to allow you to express the intent of your UI and have the framework deal with the actual DOM. And I totally get that. Like I... You know, if you're creating a UI with JavaScript, it's really helpful to see the events that go with an element right there on that element. And I completely understand why people like being able to write code in this style. But with React as the dominant framework, and this convention presents itself in Vue JavaScript, uh, Vue.js as well. So Vue uses the same approach. Uh, this shapes how people build things without frameworks too. I've just anecdotally seen a rise in vanilla JavaScript that includes onClick and other similar on attributes directly in the HTML because that's what new developers are learning is the standard convention for event handling. In a lot of ways, we're regressing. Instead of learning best practices, we're teaching developers to do whatever's easiest and just let the framework handle all that messy stuff for you. It's what a lot of developers call good abstraction. But this also means that developers are helpless without their tools, and they don't recognize when the tool is doing the wrong thing. In a lot of ways, this is causing us to break the web. I see this come up a lot in the context of accessibility. An argument pushed by some of React's biggest proponents is that using a framework can actually make the web more accessible by automating accessibility into the components that we use. And that's true, but it's not what actually happens. Last year, WebAIM did a survey of the top million sites in the web, and they found that sites that use frameworks are more likely to have accessibility issues, not less. What happens when a popular component 
isn't built accessibly. People who have been told to just let the framework handle it don't know that something is wrong. We make the web worse. Does that mean we should never use tools? Of course not. But it's important to understand what your tools do and how they work under the hood. I see two points in a developer's career when tools are incredibly useful. The first is when they're just learning and the tool makes a confusing thing more approachable. The second is when the developer is seasoned, understands the benefits and constraints of their tools and knows how to use them to work more effectively. Learning inertia is really, really important. As much as I'm the vanilla JS guy, I actually think if something like jQuery helps you start writing functional JavaScript faster, and like you're just trying to kind of get started with these things, it is a great tool to use for you. I'd rather you build something that does cool stuff and get you excited about this career than get stuck spinning your tires and not be able to make anything at all. Um, so tools that take beginners from I know nothing to I built a thing are really important. I'd also argue that React is not that kind of tool. I think something like jQuery or like a Lodash type library are, but I don't think a framework like React is. I actually even think Vue could be, but I don't think React is. And for seasoned developers, tools that uh, can help you move more quickly can be a good thing if you understand the trade-offs and kind of what they're doing. If you know what you're doing, you can work around the tool's limitations. But too often, developers skip the bridge that gets you from I'm just learning to I'm really seasoned and I know how all this works. Um, they skip that learning the fundamentals piece of this. And if you don't know how React works, uh, or you can't know rather how React works until you understand how vanilla JavaScript works, you can't know if a component is really accessible or not, no matter what it says on the label, unless you understand how accessibility works. And by the way, there are, if you're not familiar, there are a lot of um, like plugins and libraries and tools and components that claim to be accessible and they're not. In fact, I've even built some of them myself and I've gone on to deprecate them as I've become a little bit more seasoned and realized that what I thought was accessible was actually not. Um, uh, thanks in large part to having some friends who are accessibility specialists and have um, been kind enough to tell me that this thing I built um, actually sucks. Um, but you know, if, if you don't if you don't understand accessibility, you can't make that evaluation of whether a tool is actually accessible or not. You can't know if a tool really makes your app more performant or not unless you understand how web performance works. And I see this all the time with React. Beginner developers use these tools because they've been told that they make their applications more performant. And in some contexts, they can. In many contexts, they actually make your app less performant. Um, and for all applications, they make your app less performant for initial load. Sometimes that trade-off is worth it. It's usually not. Um, but you know, if you don't understand how web performance works, you can't make that judgment. You don't know that. Good abstractions are great, but they're only as powerful as the people who are using them. And once you progress past that beginner phase, it's critical to step out of tool-heavy development and learn the basics the health and future of the web really depends on it. So that's it for today. If you want to finally master JavaScript, head over to vanillajsguides.com and check out my pocket guides and video courses. They are short, focused, and made for beginners. You'll learn the ins and outs of a topic in under an hour. As a listener of this show, you can take 30% off with the code podcast at checkout. See you next time. Cheers.